Hey, hey, Misfits, it's me, Chloe, and thank you guys for being so patient. I know it's been a couple weeks of hit and miss, not posting, but you know, I was just trying to take a mental health break before I spazzed out on the world. You got to check your misfits sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, but this episode is so warm and cuddly and fuzzy. It's all about love. Comedians Carolyn Castilla and her boo, Will Spann, tell us how they fell in love in a hopeless place. You're listening to Social Misfit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hillier. Today, we have a special two for one. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm joined by comedian Caroline Castigula and her boo, Will Will Span. Will Span. Carolyn Castilia. No Castilli- one gets it right. Castilia. Yeah. It's, I don't know. This is G. I think it's the G that those yeah. are. Silent G yeah. like lasagna. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Castilia. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Done. <laughs> so we're on location. I'm here at Carolyn's house and I'm meeting her lovely boo for the first time. Yeah. Who she's been waxing poetic about on social media. <laughs> so naturally he's going to join us as she reads one of her loving is this early on what stage of the, yeah this was the january lust? 29th okay. and so this was um right after we did it for the first time hey. yeah <laughs> uh i climbed on his bed and jo- oh. <laughs> that was my cat her cat was like i don't want to hear about you guys having sex <laughs> the cat oh knocked over God. a bucket of change like this is not the time <laughs> Should we just start again? Nope. <laughs> this is all for the wear. This Welcome is it. to real life. Yes. All yeah. right. Now my daughter's coming through. That's fine. Um, she's probably trying to get the cat. Yeah. Keep the cat. Um, so, well, maybe this is a good time to say that Will kind of just took on this uh, ready-made family. Yes. Has, how's that been for you, Will? It's been new. It's been new. It's been new. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I have been living by myself for a long long time now so like it's like now i'm like oh i have to share things mm. and like not check out like i would just yeah. be sitting at home and just be like oh it's saturday yeah. okay i lost a day but okay we'll keep going uh but now i'm like All everything right. is accounted for yeah we got up at 7 30 we already went out to breakfast with a friend what we're doing the podcast and we're going to the park we got another date yeah chop chop 7.30 on a Sunday. Yeah, why 7.30 on a Why 7 a.m. on a th- What? Well, breakfast was at 9. Who has breakfast at 9 on a Sunday? It's called brunch. <laughs> I know. But I don't drink anymore. And we were meeting my friend who's a teacher. So she wakes up at 7 every day whether she wants to or not. Even Jesus was like, Sunday. You rest. <laughs> Woo, guys. The seventh day. I've done enough. Six days of this. I need a break. See, when you have kids, though, there is no rest. Well, that's probably why I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of having to get someone up and w- wash them and feed them and dress them before like the sun is up is not well, the- Before you. Yeah. Yeah. That's- the worst part of it is that you have to do it every day. I know. That's that's what's hard. It doesn't stop. If you could do it maybe three times a month, that'd yeah. be all right. I guess. But you have to do it every day. <sighs> no, it's too much. All right. Let's hear about your sweet, okay. sweet lovemaking. <laughs> January 29th. <laughs> I climbed on his bed and jokingly said to the empty room, Alexia, play the sex one. 
Then I laughed and said, is that her name? Not thinking he actually had the thing. And then he said, real sexy and deep. Alexa, play Maxwell. And music came on and I died. I laughed and laughed and then we fucked. To his Maxwell playlist, starting with This Woman's Work, which is a song I listened to on repeat for a month a year ago when I was very hurt and learning that love is a choice. And it was great. And I'm telling you this in part to brag because no matter what happens, all caps, I am happy in this moment for once in my goddamn life. But also because meeting someone nice after years of heartbreak and garbage reminded me that from darkness comes light every time, even if it takes a long time. Sometimes what seems like too long. You have to wait for it, stay hopeful, and keep the faith. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, oh my God, don't ask me if I'm in love. That's not what this is about, and it's too soon for that, but I didn't want to wait until I was in love to tell you about this Alexa shit because it made my life, and it hope, I hope it makes yours too. I'm still laughing about it. Ha, 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 ha. Hashtag play the Maxwell forever. Oh. I wrote that. Oh, wait. This is your first time hearing this post? Yeah. Yeah, and really? he did, I didn't plan for him to say it. I just passed him the mic, and he said it on cue. Is that nice? We, that work, is- we work well as a team, right, Will? <laughs> yes cricket cricket wait so did you know that she had been chronicling your your courtship on social media she had mentioned it but i i promised that i would not read it like i didn't mm. want to see it we were not facebook friends is you still are not we are now why would you do that oh honey we are i was like you must be my facebook friend okay we must be in a relationship Online. Oh, oh! You wanted to connect that you were together. Yeah, like say I'm in a relationship with so and so. Okay, but are he, you reading? He, none of it is ever on his page ever. <laughs> but you can block it. You can block him from seeing your posts. Yeah, but I don't. But do you, you don't read them? I don't read them. I try not to read them because mm-hmm. I'm like that's like I'm a when it comes to social media, I'm like no one cares about what I have to say. So like I'm just very limited about mm-hmm. like what I post on there. So like I'm like all right, so that's your world that's yours i don't want to like i feel like i'm spying on her world so i'm like that's yours so you know have fun with it i'm not going to be like looking at it and critiquing like oh you know what i didn't say it like that or like, <laughs> like i'm gonna start my own that's what my daughter does though every time i quote her she's like i didn't say that i didn't say that i did not say that i'm gonna like start my own post and be like let me tell my side of the story like that's <laughs> like, that's what i think i'm gonna try to start doing but i didn't want to like be like I felt like it's like someone like peeking in your room with the door cracked. Yeah. So like, like you like they don't know you're there. Well, what's your side of the story? Yeah. Give us your rendition of that night. First of all, how long have you guys been dating at that point? Couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was what? Yeah. January seventh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well. well <laughs> I'm talking about. Okay. Well, I don't uh, want the I don't want the detailed details. Just give me the overall. I view, only like, know how you... to relate deep. No, I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I only know one way. Here, you can hold the mic. Okay. Did you know at that moment? Because a lot of times, I think it's interesting when you're dating somebody new. You don't really anticipate the night that you're going to copulate. Oh. Or was it a forethought? No, we knew because well, I knew. I mean, don't, we both knew, right? No. Well, I took because I did a show. That and Will came to the show mm-hmm. at a sex store that night. Mm. At at what was it? Babeland? Toy- so, I don't oh yeah, know. toys and babe, toys and babe pleasure chest. Baby, uh, one of one them. Of I don't know. I think that would confuse a child as to actual content yes. of the store. To- yeah, yeah. I think it's babe and toy 
Babel is Babeland. Yeah, Babeland. Yeah, Babe there's Babeland, but that it, it was Pleasure Chest on the Upper East Side. Oh, okay. and it was amazing because the show was great. It, uh, Natalie Wall's uh, Awkward Sex mm-hmm. show, um, storytelling show, really funny. And then after the show, well, first of all, they had this light up sign in the back of the room that said "Sex is back." <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like we both had kind of. We took a picture in front of that, didn't we? A woman who was at the show was like, take a picture in front of the sign. And when you get married, you can laugh. Because that's what random New Yorkers do. Yes, because <laughs> random New Yorkers don't see joy in couples. Yeah, because that's that, that that's their tourist yes. experience. Yes. So like real New Yorkers, a tourist experience is seeing happiness. Yes. Right? That's exactly that's what it exactly is. That's exactly how it works. So yeah, like and, and then we like it at first, and then it becomes too much. Like if, if we see happiness like, and love for more than like 45 seconds, we'll like, get a fucking room already. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a cruise. Yeah. Like four days, great. Seven days, I want to murder somebody. Yes. That's how New Yorker Street happy. Yes. So it's a really hilarious picture because we look like comfortable with each other, Mm -hmm. but like clearly the moment is so awkward. So in your mind, the wheels are turning. You're like, I'm doing a show. Well, because we walked around like the actual (laughs) store. (laughs) (laughs) We walked around the store before the show, and we were goofing around, looking at all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and being like, "What is this? How does it work?" And uh, and then I there was like this this coupon book i remember that we flipped through that was like whatever coupons for different a sexy massage oh yeah for... yeah like you did this so get, like here's your coupon here's to your cash coupon. in later yeah. yeah 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 and and then there was a lollipop right next to that and it said let's fuck and i held it up to my face <laughs> that was your clue <laughs> yeah. no in all seriousness that was your clue yeah i was telling you let's fuck wow Wow, you had no, so you had no inkling. That well, I t- mean, it would be like we were in a sex shop, mm-hmm. so it would like everything in there pointed to yes. direction, but that necessarily means it's going to happen. Got it. it would be different if we were like Christmas card shopping and she pulled up a sign and said, let's fuck. And then <laughs> at that point, I'd be like, mm, I'm picking up on context clues yes. here. But like everything in there said, let's fuck. Yeah. That, it was just like. So it, you thought it was a joke because it's like we're, right. it's a comedy show, like she's being a comedian. Well, it was our fifth date. I am from the South. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. it's different. The fifth date is a woman thing. It's not men don't count dates. Women count dates. Oh. Men count like, all right, I'm at her house or she comes over. Like, I feel like the first time you go to a man's house. Or vice versa. He's like, I probably was smashed tonight. Well, that was the first time I went to your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he so, wasn't. So in your mind, you were like, this is the fifth date. He was like, she's in my territory. Oh, uh, interesting. Well, it was very romantic because after the show, we took the, what do you call that? The trolley. Well, the, the tram. The mm-hmm. Roosevelt Island tram. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you've ever done it, but at night, at, and it was my first time riding it. Your first time or no? Yeah, first time. And it was so beautiful. You could see all the lights of the whole city, and it was very romantic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just knew. I don't know. And then yeah, and then we did. Yeah, and then you came back to my place. Yeah. And it wasn't until she said Alexa played the sex one, you were like, "Oh, okay, this is going down." Well, no, you came out of my bathroom like partially naked, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then that's when he realized. Yeah, I figured either she's 
like spill some on her pants. Oh or, my, I can't. Come on, Will. No, come on now. Like, come on now. No, no. Those, like with a guy, like you narrow down the choices. Like sex is like one of the things, at least for me, it's like one of the things is like, all right. All right. So this is happening. So like I'll put every other rational thing in front of that to make sure I'm like, I'm not missing any signals because you don't want to like get in a situation. You're like, oh, so this is happening. She goes, oh, I just came over to like play Xbox. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, OK, so let me make sure yeah. we've crossed all of our T's, done mm-hmm. it all of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no pants. OK, we got two choices here. Either she spilled something or she wants to have sex. Uh, and I'm hoping for sex. But if not, I got like some Tide strips so that you can like get whatever it is out. So this is your version. So here, go ahead. Take the mic and do your version. Well, (laughs) there is. okay. so, you know, I I had hoped that that was what was going to happen. She came over and, you know, there was some kissing and uh, and then the infamous bathroom situation. Um, that sounds bad. <laughs> well, I, you know, just coming out of the bathroom, and uh, I was just like, "Okay, this is happening. All right, did I prepare well? Like, was I mentally there? Like, you know, <laughs> you were sucking yourself up. Yeah, because it's like the first time you don't mm-hmm. want to like, you know, underperform. Yeah, and then it, then I, you know, my neurosis just start kicking in, and I'm like, "Oh no! Like, have I worked out enough? You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, starts kicking <laughs> Meanwhile, in." Meanwhile, she has no pants on. Yeah, and, and you're like, "Is my six pack coming through right now?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the yeah, it was like I wanted to like make sure like the entire experience was like worth her wanting to come back another time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like lots of pressure up front, but then after a while, I was just like, "All right, well." Yeah, it's very rare for a woman not to fuck you twice. The, yes. the first time it'll be like it wasn't that good but let me give it another shot no but it was really good though no i know but i'm just saying his fear of like being like oh i'm concerned that she might not be pleased and this may be a one yeah, and yeah, done yeah. situation like she won't see me anymore like a, a women women are very um forgiving in that sense like we'll be like okay the first time all right the second time will hopefully it'll be better i mean i've been in 10-year relationships <laughs> <laughs> that were nine years of forgiveness <laughs> And I have a rule of three. And so it was uh, it was like, all right, so this starts a counter. If we do it three times, then we're we're something Mm -hmm. like we're in a relationship. Like yeah. so, like someone else, another guy friend of mine just told me that he was like three is he's like at three, there needs to be a conversation, right? Yeah, well, so needs to be, it will it will happen. happen. Yeah, it will happen. Like after the third time, then either that's that's the fork in the road, at least for me. And either you're like, all right, well, this has been fun, or you know, yeah. we're going on a relationship route. And so I was like, all right, this starts a counter. So then it was like. Do I space it out to the next time so that we can like get to know each other better, yeah. or should it happen tomorrow and then, you yeah. know, the next day well, after that? I, see, this is my my rule of thumb, which is terrible. My rule of thumb is I like to count I, all the encounters and that space as one. Yeah. So if okay. I'm at your house and I spend the night for you know for a night and we do it like two three times, that's to me that's oh one. yeah 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 that's one that's, that's not one. yeah that's no not. no it's not like every time it's just like yes. one encounter yes so we have one encounter mm-hmm. so then it's like you got to map out like all right either if you want this to be a special thing you got to make these encounters you know not in the bathroom of a club yes. you know what I mean got like it. so like all right let me make sure like this is this is something real 
And so after the third time, you're like, all right, let's have the conversation. And so is that what happened? You guys, after the third time or after the first time, Kendall was like, I'm so. <laughs> no, well, um, the second time was after we went out to a fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that place called? Blue Water Grill. Yeah, Blue. And Will took me there because our first date, Sorry. the second part of our first date. <laughs> what You want to tell that story? Well, no, finish that. Okay, because during the second part of our first date, we were at coffee shop across the street, and I looked out the window, and I was like, oh, isn't that pretty? You know, imagine what it's like to be able to go there, right? And so, I I don't, don't, you know, do very many fancy things. And so, he was like, I made reservations for us at Blue Water Grill, and we went there, and I was fucking so geeked out the whole time, because I was like, how do you hold a fork? You know? And uh, and then we went back to his house, and then that was very magical. I felt. Yeah. I do remember that you said, "You are so goddamn beautiful," and that was when I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> so our first date, I don't even. Is this part of this? Like, do we talk about yeah. the first? I, yeah. I know we've only all mentioned one post. So yeah. No, it's good. I didn't want to go off on a tangent. Uh, no, this show's all about tangents. Okay, perfect. All right, so the fr- <laughs> so the first date. Uh, <laughs> so for the for people who don't know how we met, we we were set up by a friend, mm. you know, the old fashioned way, the old like a real life person. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Carolyn had like sent out a post, you know, if does anyone know anybody that nice to hook me up with and. Our mutual friend just sent me an email or text. It was like, "Hey, would you like to meet my friend?" And it was, it was, it was a perfect storm moment. Like I was, I'd like written off like like dating apps and all that stuff, and I was just like, "I'm just gonna resign myself to like married to my career and doing comedy and stuff." So she hooked us up, and, I, and she was just like, "Would you like to meet my friend?" I was like, "Yeah," and like she was like, "Do you want to know more details?" I was like, "Nope," and so. <laughs> And so she's like, all right, I'm going to tell her to like text you, uh, send you a message. And um, nothing happened. She had sent me the message on Facebook. I rarely check Facebook. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that was short lived. Mm-hmm. And so back to my Xbox. You know, like it was like one of those moments. And then I went and checked it and we had a couple of conversations back and forth and we agreed to meet um, at Max Brenner's Chocolate mm-hmm. Place in uh, off 14th Street. And it was snowing that day, and I was late because nothing was running. Like I had to like planes, trains, and automobiles my way down to mm-hmm. that. I live in Harlem, so I had to like do every form of transportation to get to that place. And so I got there late, and I, I walked in, and like she gave me a hug, and we sat down, and I was starving, right? And so I was like, "Hey, would you like to get something to eat?" And she was like, "Nope." Um. <laughs> well, because I think, you know, especially anybody who's been doing Tinder dates or online dating or whatever, like actually dating to try to find somebody kind of weeding through people, mm-hmm. you know, the first date is supposed to be very basic. Yes. You know, I'm not trying to eat with you. Like, just give me a cup of coffee <laughs> and get the fuck out of here. Public space coffee and easy to like end it. Yeah. 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 You Oftentimes I'll have like a show afterwards. So I'll be like, oh, I have to leave mm-hmm. and go to my show. And then if they're cool, sometimes they'll be like, oh, I can come and you can either say yes or no or yeah. whatever. So that was my plan. Got it. 
Uh, I had nothing to do that day. So <laughs> I was, was a highlight. I was like, all right, well, I I had to do every form of transportation to get to. Yeah. You're you're this is it. Like I'm not this is <laughs> I don't leave my house too often and when I do <laughs> I make sure it's worth it. So I was like, do you want to get something to eat? And she's like, nope. So I was like, crap. Um, I'm starving right now. And so she was like, let's just get some hot chocolate. And I was like, that's not nourishment. But okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. And so, you know, that place has all these like hot chocolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like she orders this like exotic one. It's like It has like, I don't know, like cinnamon and like paprika, whatever it has in it. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, I just want regular hot chocolate. She's going to think I'm boring. So I was like, what's next on the list? And there's like this peanut butter chocolate thing. And so I was like, I'll take that. And I don't really like peanut butter, but I was committed. And I didn't even (laughs) remember I didn't like peanut butter until after I ordered it. And then it was like, crap, I don't. uh." And so then I was like, let's try to dilute it with like marshmallows. So I was like, could you give me like a ton of marshmallows in there? And so then she, the the waitress asked the worst question at that time. She was like, can I get you anything to eat? And I'm like, my brain like <laughs> shut off for a second. And my stomach was like, I got this. Um, and so it was like, I was like, can I get like the, like uh, the what, spinach artichoke dip? Mm-hmm. And my, my, my stomach was like, great. That sounds like a good choice. That sounds like a good choice. And then my brain clicked back in and was like, dude, you're eating hot chocolate and Spanish uh, artichoke. artichoke dip. Yeah. That is the worst combination <laughs> in the history of combinations. So I was like, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> that is getting spinach artichoke dip with hot chocolate? Extra marshmallows. <laughs> so gross. And I would have like, I probably would have been like, he's rotten on the inside. He doesn't know his five <laughs> basic food groups. He doesn't eat vegetables. Well, I mean, I could tell that he was sort of like out of sorts and it was blizzarding. I mean, the fact that yeah. we even made it to this date was like, you know, a miracle. And so the the food comes and he's like, do you want some? And I so didn't, but I'm polite. So I'm like nibbling at this spinach artichoke dip. And I'm like, this is so gross. Meanwhile, I'm eating it like soup. <laughs> like I am... I am cupping the bowl. I'm bringing it close to my body, just getting the warmth, like, ooh, mm, mm. Uh, and so we have that, and we talk, and the conversation is, is amazing. And so, we're, you know, it's, like, we were there for a while. Like, couples had come and gone mm-hmm. around us. Yeah. You know how you, like, basically run out of reason to be someplace? Yes. So you, we, you gotta change location. We had to go, yeah. yeah. Plus, she was not eating. <laughs> so, we were literally just sitting at a table, just teasing me this whole time. And so, we're like, all right, well, let's, I guess we're, we'll we'll go. And so, it just stopped snowing a little bit. And we get outside, and we're walking back. And I, I remember asking her, like, so, how long do I have you? And uh, she was like. And I turned, and I blinked, and I said, Forever. You did? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, that's that foreshadowing. Been weird. That would have been weird, right? That would have been weird. Not as weird as the hot chocolate and artichoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it would have Yeah, yeah. It would have actually, that would have fell in suit with the whole meal. Absolutely, thing. yeah. No, I actually was like, well, I kind of got to go, but do you want to hang out a little longer? And he was like, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I was like, well, do you want to get some coffee? We went to the coffee shop and we, we you know, we sit down. Uh, at this point, I'm still hungry because 
my brain, my, my stomach's like, all right, that was a nice appetizer because that's what it was. Yes. And so I was So like, you can just say, hey, I'm hungry. I'm going to order some food. Well, I didn't want to like eat that because you know, I didn't want to eat and she not have anything because then that would have been the date to remember. Like this guy sat in front of me. He ate the whole time. And then I would have been like, you know, another post on. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. At the time, I didn't know I was opposed, but I, I figured. Oh yeah, she posted everything. I would have, I would have posted <laughs> no, from that the be- from the beginning. To I would probably eat breakfast this morning. Did you I write was, what you had for breakfast this morning today on Facebook? No. I would have posted that, and I don't post. If I was like, I went on this date, and it's, I, I told this woman I wasn't hungry, and then she ate everything on the menu <laughs> in front of me, I would have posted that. Uh, but so I was like, let's play it cool, you know, just play it cool. And I was like, how about some fries? So she was like, whatever. So listen, <laughs> we fucking get to coffee shop, which we've already had hot chocolate. So now we're having coffee. Yes. He orders French fries and key lime pie. Really, sir? I mean, what a hot fucking mess. That's because I'm an 86 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only people who order pie and coffee. And, and then fries. fries, yeah, fries for sustenance, fries for the filling up, yeah, and the and the key lime to be sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah that was my dessert, just salt and sweet, yeah. So yeah, that's, wait, uh, so you are from the south? Where are you from? I, I'm I was born in Columbia, South Carolina, and I spent most of my adult life in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, yeah, my family's from um, South Carolina. My grandparents lived in Orangeburg. Ah, yeah, and um, but they were from like Walterboro mm. and um, and Ruffin. Mm, yep. Yeah, that's I know all those places. Woods. I can't wait. No, you can wait. <laughs> you can wait. There's no. I mean, I I really don't like the South. I'm a, I'm a native New Yorker. I really don't like oh. the South. I've been able to tolerate it because I, as an adult, I think that you can um, find what's the word I'm looking for. Like I can appreciate people's um, simple lives if that if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I kind of envy it a little bit. Like, oh, I wish I had nothing to worry about, and I just went to work and came home and f- fed my kids, and then went to work and came home and fed. Like that kind of like repetition of like, go to Walmart, go to the strip mall, go to the Applebee's, come home. I, when I see that, I'm like, okay, I understand why you're threatened by everything. Yeah. You know, but then the other part of me is like, but you also don't know anything because you're in yeah. this bubble and so i remember i went to south carolina this is maybe maybe like seven or eight years ago and i have a friend that lives in columbia and so whenever i fly down there he'll pick me up and then take me to my grandparents house and he was like i'm gonna give you a tour of columbia this is a state capital and i was like okay so we go to the state building and he's like this is this this and that oh yeah there's a confederate flag on the top it used to be on the top of the state building yep and they took it down and put it like in front of it. Like that was the oh compromise. God. That's a compromise. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's not on the top anymore. And so I saw that. I was like, how can you operate? And he's, it's just a different mindset, especially for p- people of color, black people in the South. They just understand that's just what it is. Yeah. And, and being a Northern, I'm like, this is some bullshit. And they were like, no, this is just the culture. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a friend, uh, when I went to college, he's from, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And, um, we were talking about it, and I, like I said, born and raised in the South. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, up north, you know, we have racism too. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> uh, it's almost like like going to restaurants and trying calamari. Like yeah. you always like want to see how someone else made their calamari. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, tell me about your racism. Uh, and he was like, sometimes, man, like cabbies don't be picking you up. And I was just like, that's your measuring stick. Yeah. Huh. Um, 
yeah, I don't get jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Yeah. I, I guess it's different everywhere. The racism here is very subtle. But the racism here is it's always a thing that you have to say, was that racism? And like the eyebrow raises and you hear like a womp womp music yeah. in the back. Because you can't really confirm it. Like no one else, like unless you're in that experience, no one else will be like, yeah, that was definitely racist. They'd be like, I don't know. Maybe she's just hungry. I don't know why she's being a bitch too. Yeah, I, I usually... <laughs> I'll just say I usually rely on my white friends to tell me if it was racism. Mm. Like I'm like, what's that, guys? Did you see that? Did you notice? Okay, what did what did you what was your take? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, that was racist. I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah, because back home, you know, yeah, it's so yeah there. I think the most two experiences I had that I was like, wow, that was definitely super racist. I was in Texas and I was in some country like road. And we stopped at a gas station slash like barbecue place. It was like, this is the best barbecue in town. So we're like, okay, fine. We're in Texas. We'll get barbecue from a gas station. <laughs> and you walk in and it's like <laughs> barreled pig's feet and like pickles and like, you know, cracklings and all this stuff. And I'm from the South. So I mean, I'm, I know the South. So I'm like, that's cool. But this was like a different type of white South. Like the white people were like way more rigid than like South Carolina. Cause South Carolina has that like, oh, bless your heart. And Texas is like, nah, we not, we don't give a shit. And so I'm coming out, I'm coming to the door to exit the store. And a white man is coming to enter the store. And like, he just stood there and looked at me like, I'm not opening the door for you. Like, it doesn't even mean anything. And that was one experience. I was like, that's super racist. And then another time I was on a, on the road, I was in a hotel in the Midwest. And I turned to go into the breakfast nook room for, you know, continental breakfast. And as I turned the corner, a white man sees me and he literally jumps back. And I was <gasps> like, what? what did you, what happened? Tell me happened behind me. And I was like, I guess he just saw me and was like, I'm not used to seeing a tall black person in person wow. i really wish i really wish i was one of his white friends and listened to him <laughs> tell that story like barry you'll never guess what just happened i was walking out i just finished a scone and it was delicious blueberry and i walked out and this black woman popped out of nowhere <laughs> It was the most frightening thing I ever probably. seen. Probably. I think I was in like Nebraska or like North Dakota. A place where they probably are not used to seeing black people on a regular basis. They were like, was she dancing? No, she wasn't even dancing. Yeah. I don't know where she came from. I, I just had a chuckle. <laughs> I had a laugh because I think he noticed it. But I was like, who does that? <laughs> who does that? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. This is not a ghost. This is me. I'm here. <laughs> people are so weird. So now that you've been in New York for a while, yes. how do you compare the two? Would you ever go back to the South? Uh, I think, um, yes, at some point. Like I, I, like I, had, I love New York City. I'm probably more than I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think, like when I like get to that point of like retirement and wanting to slow down and wanting to enjoy Walmart and the routine of you Walmart. did not just say wanting to enjoy Walmart. Yes. Yeah. We, we got to talk. Wait, where are you from originally, Carolyn? Um, I'm from central New York. Got it. So which my friend Josh calls the south of the north. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because I asked because that means you have grew up with Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't grow up. Walmart is a whole culture. It's sad. It is, it is very sad, but it's also sad because it is a necessity for the community. It is what in. differentiates the 
the USA from the rest of the world. Yeah. Like, there's no other entity in the world like Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's strictly US. Like, I can, uh, you know, you hear the joke all the time, but it's so true. At like four o'clock in the morning, I can buy like beef jerky, a set of tires, and like, yeah. you know, a gun. A, <laughs> a gun and a t shirt that like advertises all of those products. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And be okay with it. Walmart is definitely the devil. I think mass consumerism in America, mass consumerism, the retail culture, credit cards, and social media are what's ruining this country. Okay, I'll I'll get with you on mass consumption. I'll get with you on credit cards for sure. Mm -hmm. Why social media? I think social media has allowed people to believe that their opinions are valid when they're super misinformed. Well, yes. And I do... I don't know, it was a couple, several months ago now, it was before I met Will, and I was just puttering around the apartment trying to clean, which I'm perpetually doing, and uh, I remember this idea came to me, and it was like, remember when people didn't have opinions? Yeah. Like, I, like growing up, the people around me mm-hmm. who go to work every day, come home, go to work, come home, go to Walmart, go to Applebee's, those people didn't have opinions. No. They very proudly did not have opinions. And they would say, if you, if you ask them about something, they say, I don't know. Yeah. No one says, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Which is problematic. But I mean, don't you think that's like, because we live in New York City and every person who thinks highly of themselves moves here? No, I think that everywhere in the country, everybody is developing an opinion. Mm. And instead of it being an informed opinion, it's a it's a mass populist opinion. So it's like, this is my opinion because I feel like it'll get me likes. Or this is my opinion because I saw someone else had this opinion and it worked for them. So I think I, I'm like that person. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like a genuine, like you come up with it in your own head and this is your own idea and this is your conviction and you're willing to argue or defend it. Mm -hmm. People are like, Oh, what's everybody talking about that? Okay. I'll talk about that now. You know, I guess for me, it's, it's a, my take on social media is a little bit different. I agree with everything that you guys have said, but for me, like I feel as though before social media, if I was concerned about a person, I would contact that person. Mm -hmm. I would pick up the phone. I stop at their house, and at that point, that's when you had to guess what I had for lunch today. Oh, would you have for lunch today? You know, you yeah. had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, you if you took a picture of the food and you mm-hmm. showed me the picture of the food, I would think you were batshit crazy. Well, if you showed yeah. me a picture of the food in your yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. If I did that, at, and, and if we came over to my house and I was like, before we get started, yeah, let me show you this what I had wedge of brie that I crazy. had. That was amazing. Uh, but like, I think that. I guess where I stray away from social media is that I feel as though that it's an easy way. Cause like, like now if I wanted, like I've just pulled up Facebook now, I'll see like, Oh, this person did this person mm-hmm. did that. This person did that. And you know, I'm like, Oh, I've checked in with that person. Yeah. And that devalues the relationship because I'm not putting any effort into that relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm merely observing that relationship. And at, at some point this person it's supposed to be somebody of importance to me. Yeah. And so that that value decreases the more and more you use it and to the point where, you know, family members are posting stuff and as opposed to like and I and and I made this mistake. I my like my family was like, Oh, didn't you see, you know, mm-hmm. this happen? I was like, Yeah, I saw it on social media. And like I'm like, Whoa, I just said that. Like I you know, this is my family member yeah. and I've just kinda like walked away from an event in their lives. This is a person I love. Mm-hmm. So that's my 
how I feel social media has devalued the relationship that yeah. we have. Cause like and the now, flip side is it's it's also inflated people's idea of relationships that aren't substantial in real life. It has definitely changed the nature of relationships on and offline, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there's a lot of good that comes from social media, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of activism takes place online. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the kind of activism that you could, quote unquote, make fun of, but like real organizing, real conversations um, and not just activism, but also people who have been traumatized in certain ways, oppressed in certain mm-hmm. ways can come together and have community and heal much more quickly and and then you know have strength in numbers and start to solve some of these real world problems so you know you take the good you take the bad the facts of life come on i'm glad we're all old enough to know that um (laughs) but so like that's i mean it's it's like with any tool you have to be careful how you use it you have to be mindful of how you use it and some might say i overshare well also others (laughs) (laughs) say Thank you. I literally I have been getting so many thank you messages. Yeah. Thank you for telling me your beautiful love story. It's very inspiring and uplifting. I've given up on dating, but now I'm going to get back out there and try. Mm-hmm. In this crazy era of Trump, it's so nice to see two people loving each other. You yeah. know what I mean? And the things that I have said, I have said because I feel that there is some larger reason to share what mm-hmm. I'm sharing, you know, because, for that purpose. because I feel like if you if you're sharing from the the intent of it not being about you, Mm-hmm. but about being about helping other people or just putting this energy out there for other people to learn from mm-hmm. then i think that's a genuine share yeah but if you're sharing just just to be sharing or to glow or to rub it in someone's nose and i i feel like you can sense that a lot of times yeah you can i mean it's like when comics are like hey y'all i got an audition for so-and-so and you're like it's, it's too much information <laughs> That's too much. It's better to say, "Hey, I book this thing." Than, yeah. "Hey, like, wish send prayers, y'all. I'm online for the audition at 6 a.m." Or my personal favorite is like, "Stay tuned, big news coming." Oh, I can't. And I'm just like, you, "Did you just put a trailer out for your life?" Yeah. You really just did. You just reading Rainbow Your Life. Yes. Like, I'm gonna give you a little bit, but to get all of it, you got to read the book. Like, did you just do that with yeah. your life on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Wow. People Here's the it. thing. You do have to use social media, though. So Will is a super funny comic, but he hasn't networked with a bunch of people. You know, everybody knows him as my boyfriend and I'm out here booking him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Having him open for me because I'm like, no, this guy's funny. Uh, Are I am you concerned. Are you concerned about mixing business with pleasure? No, 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 because I mean, I love him. So who said I love you first? I think it was me, right? It was me, but that's cute. <laughs> Did he say I love you right back or like was it a tag team thing? Do you or remember? Like a day or two later. <laughs> a day or two later. I put some thought into yeah. it. Yeah. Cuz I feel like when you tell somebody you love them, you kind of, the other person's kind of obligated to say I love you. Even- well, or they don't and then you go, "Oh shit." Yeah. You know. Do you remember? I I know, but do you remember? Why don't you tell the story? <laughs> that means he doesn't remember. So I don't remember exactly when it was. Oh, yes, I do. So the night prior, we had walked around the West Village and we took this crazy circuitous walk that we were just like following our bliss and ended up back where we started randomly. And there was this Italian restaurant on the corner. So we went in there at Father Demo Square. You know mm-hmm. where that fountain is. And we we had, you know, pasta like the lady in the tramp and we, <laughs> you know, and we, 
and then we I ended up talking a lot about my mother. I have like a very dramatic story with my mother and will very graciously listen to me. And and a lot of times men don't listen, mm-hmm. I find, you know, or have found. And Will never did that to me. He never like huffed and puffed and made it clear that it was annoying that he had to listen. Or rushed you along. Yeah, yeah. you know, he just listened. <laughs> and so what happened then? And what happened? Yeah. And so he started passing me a note across the table and it was really cute. So each of us took turns writing on the note and that was how we were communicating. And I asked him, what are you doing next Saturday on the note and slipped it across and he was like, why? And, and I wrote back and I was like, well, you'll see next Saturday because I had Googled how long you were supposed to wait to say, I love you. I cannot. Are you fucking kidding me yeah what did google say uh i think it was seven weeks seven weeks really and that we- fast well that was like the google soonest <laughs> get to the emotional trauma so so and we were only at like six weeks and i so i was trying to really be good and like wait you know and but what, okay but break this down six weeks six weeks based on how much how much interaction in those six weeks? Well, you can you can Google it later too, and you'll see <laughs> you'll see they say like twelve dates, like they break it down the different. Yeah, I had never even thought to Google that. Well, when you're already bursting, but first of all, Will had been dancing around it for weeks already. Like he would be like, "I love the way your hair looks right now." Like, you know okay, I mean? now let's ask him. <laughs> let's ask him. Was that what you were genuinely doing, or you just yeah. love those things about her? As, I mean, no, separate well, items. <laughs> yes and yes. Like I was like, all right. Like I did not Google it, so I had no framework <laughs> or any blueprint of like when to say I love you. So I was just kind of like, huh. I'm feeling like I love this person. I should tell this person because I'm a I'm a firm believer in like not not holding back words. You know what I mean? Like but I also think that is a maturity thing. You know, like like yeah. you're you're a single mom. You've been in relationships. We're both long time. forty. Yeah, we've both been married. Yeah, it's much different. It's super different because I feel like you have a. First of all, I think when you're older, you know how to read a person better, and you know how to read like just you're more intuitive if you're if you're looking at the things like because you've seen all the red flags before, so you know what to look out for. Right. Even though you got past his artichoke and hot chocolate, <laughs> that, that was a red flag. But that you was a huge that. red flag. Even yeah. for me, yeah. I would have been like, "Girl, why are you still here?" <laughs> Uh, so, so you both been married and you've done it. So now yeah. this time it just felt, yeah. you just felt yeah, we, perfectly perfect right from the first second. Yeah. And so like, I, I felt like, like I, like this sensation, I was like, I, I love this woman. Uh, but I, like I said, I didn't Google the, <laughs> uh, the time frame yeah. here. And so, and like she hadn't said anything close to the sort. So then it was like, all right, uh, you believe in telling, you know, you don't believe in hiding words, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you don't want to pull this trigger too soon and then have her be like, bah, and like just run off. And so I was just like, all right, well, let's, let's test the waters. Let's put our toe in. And I love your hair. <laughs> I love how you say that. Uh, and she was like, thanks. And so I was like, mm. 
it's hard to it's hard to read that one and uh so yeah that i now remember the notepad because you we were talking about like you never like did that in school or something like I that i don't know it was, but the point is it was very sweet like the whole night was very just really solidified everything mm-hmm. for me that i was like this guy's great and you know just you're both feeling this clearly you know so then we went back to his house and when we woke up the next day, it was the first thing I said. Mm. I said. A whole five days early. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, I love you, Will. And he said, did you just say I love you, Will? Because I love you too, Carolyn. Yep. And that's what happened. Yeah. So now if that hadn't happened prematurely, according to the Google plan, what was your intent for Saturday? Was it going to be yeah, like a big question. day of love? Like. <laughs> Were you going to like make heart-shaped pancakes in the morning? I was just, just going to sit it? on it as long as I could, but I could, just came out. I wasn't, there was no, you know, they said, I, I, listen, Chloe, I Googled, they said, don't say it after sex. Don't, you know, you got to like yeah, oh, that's <laughs> say true. it you during a benign say, moment. Yeah, so that's why I figured, after sex. you know, it was the first thing in the morning and I just said it. <laughs> yeah, and if you know my morning tendencies, it was like, that was a true response for me. Cause I didn't have time. I didn't have the energy to like, think like what it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I love you too. Wait a minute. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> You're on cruise control. Uh, which was, I, I will say this. It was a, that was a much nicer way of hearing that as opposed to when I found out we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh Oh, you found out. I found out. I found out. It was so. This is before. This is after the love, or this mm-hmm. is before the love. Before or after? This was after. This is after. So you found out. Wait. So you both had said I love you before you had officially become. Yeah. A solidified item. Yeah. It was, and and like I said, this was a. Uh, no, we didn't. Yes, we did. Are you sure? Yeah. So how did you find out that you were? Oh, a it man? was a wonderful, wonderful experience. <laughs> Uh, we were here mm-hmm. actually, and Carolyn's she, uh, apartment. Yes, and she slips off. <laughs> like we were in the kitchen, and so she slips off and comes back and shows me this post. I didn't post it. Right, she didn't post it. it you know, the post button yeah. was still blue. <laughs> yeah, and so she, it just says something like, "Uh, my boyfriend just da 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 da." And I looked at it and I was like. Wait a minute. Are you announcing to the world that I'm your boyfriend and we haven't had that conversation? And she goes, <laughs> and like just like <laughs> and and like I'm just like, wait a minute, is this us having this conversation? And she goes, <laughs> Listen, no, uh-uh. The boyfriend thing happened before I love you because that night was the night that we walked around. Because I remember we started in Father Demo Square and you were like, is that really how you were going to do that? And I was like, no, I was just being stupid. So, thank you. Oh, so they both. Okay. So it happened the same 24 hour span. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And she was like, I'm not going to post it. I'm not going to post it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you but post it. But you had it. already been trying to find ways to tell this woman that you love her. And right. you didn't think that you were going to be. I knew. Thank you. I knew like that was the case. But you know, it's one of those things where according to Google, you didn't have the conversation. Yeah. And so, uh, and so like we never really talked about it. We just kind of existed. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I believe in like your, 
relationship is your own. Yes. And whatever, however you define mm-hmm. it, I agree. that is yours and not anything else. So like if the world says like you guys should be boyfriend and girlfriend and that's not what we yeah. feel, then let's concentrate on how we feel about us as opposed to what everyone else is saying. And so, you know, if she, uh, you know, if, 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 she wants to get married. We can talk about get married. If you never want to get married, we can never get married. Like whatever we decide mm-hmm. our relationship is going to be. That's it's a true partnership. Us. And I actually lately, I mean, I've been single for years now, but I've been thinking about this because I feel like I'd be more comfortable having saying I'm in a partnership or this is my partner than saying like boyfriend, girlfriend. Cause I feel like, well, we're 40. And so we, we know boyfriend, girlfriend is ridiculous. Yeah. We're what, we, we, we created slop significant lover other partner um but that's also stupid so we just say boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend yeah. that doesn't play at parties no it doesn't <laughs> no this, this is my slop, slop. Ooh. Ooh, this is, my slop. is that a fetish thing what is that is that bdsm no, what is that no, no, no. <laughs> so now i call him my boyf my boyf boyf yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's better is that what you call me what do you call me uh, my, my lady my, yeah i'll stick to my, my, me and my, my lady. lady me and my lady me and get my breakfast lady. at seven thirty in the morning yeah <laughs> i do love all of will's southern shit you know opens doors and just no just that, the like, way he is like he's so much slower than me mm-hmm. and i don't mean like slower like yeah but like his pace his internal pace mm-hmm. is slower and um you know, the way he speaks is more calm. You know what I mean? Like there's just much more calm surrounding yeah. him and it's good for me. And probably also my whatever is <laughs> good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. So how, how did you go about introducing him to your daughter? I mean, it's just been the two of you for a, a while. It was Will's idea that we all went to see, uh, what did we go see? Hidden figures. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the door is like, yep, that's right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it was cool. I mean, yeah. it was a great movie and it was a perfect, like, uh, time together and it was, like, chill. And actually, Adriana, my daughter, was like, he's smart because he knows that you should meet someone new at a movie so you don't really have to talk. Which <laughs> is <laughs> actually like the worst place you're supposed to be <laughs> no but in that i mean that, setting, that yeah. could be like a pressure situation yeah. you know oh yeah 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 were you scared absolutely who wouldn't be it was your idea i know that was like you know like face your fear type situation uh because uh, because it would be like it would be silly of me to ignore that fact you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when you date someone with a child, you date that person and the child. Like you, like it's you can't segment one off the other. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like understand that relationship totally. So like, I was like sitting there, and uh, I mean, it was like a con. It was like, well, you know, you know, this is fun, you know, but she is much more than you mm-hmm. know just the woman in front of me. Is like you know she has a child, so like if I want this to work then I need to understand that relationship as well. And so I was like, let's just go see Hidden Figures. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah. And you were like, yes, I'm ready for this. I was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just did it because 
it was like, what do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of been the experience of the whole relationship so far, which is like, I'm not really ready for any of this. I, you know, I'm not used to good. Yeah. It feels weird. It's really, you know, but I know I'm really good. I'm really good at um, decompartmentalizing everything. Yeah. And finding out a way to have an exit strategy. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't have an exit strategy, just so you know. Cool. I mean, (laughs) all right. Um, What would you have done if your daughter didn't like him? Oof. I don't know. But I knew she would. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, he's so nice and warm. Like, nice can be such a shitty, cloying word. Yeah. Will is nice, but he's uh, much more than that. He's warm and friendly and kind and loving, just even towards the world, you know? And um, so... I just, I was like, how could you not, you know, feel good around that? So, um, and they're both Libras Mm. and they really understand each other. And in fact, sometimes they gang up on you. They gang up on me. (laughs) Um, in fact, last night, so we all went to this show I did at QED and Adriana was doing her homework out in the cafe while the show was on. And Will took some pictures and then we got in the car to come home and I said, can I flip through? And I was like going to delete some and Adriana was like, no, don't delete. Don't delete any pictures. And that's Will's thing. And I was like, she's your daughter. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> like having your picture taken. I don't. Why? I, You know, and it drives me nuts. And, and because like she'll delete them. Like, mm. like she'll go through and I'll be like, oh, I took these pictures. She'll be like, oh, let me see. And I'm like, mm. and like next thing I know, I could like see like pictures just disappearing and disappearing. I don't like that one. Delete. I don't like that one. Delete. And I'm just like, and I I was like, why are you, why are you, what did I say? Today he said, you're editing my truth. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, let me have this. Let me, let me see you the way I want to see you. On my own terms, mm-hmm. when you're not around, listen. Let me enjoy it. Don't edit. Yeah, that. because it's a moment. It's the moment. It's not necessarily how you look, but it's everything at that moment that helps you, you remember that experience. I know, and I don't think I'm vain, but I want to be like no, but at least have a memory of me that's beautiful. Yeah, but he thinks he. The beauty of it, though, is the beauty of it. So like I'm like I'm gonna like take candid pictures and she's like stop as she's saying stop she's posing <laughs> because he's gonna do it anyway. But the thing is that you have to realize and I and a friend told me this especially as a woman when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we see all our imperfections, men never see those things. They never see what we see that we don't like about ourselves. They don't pay attention to that. They just see the overall person. I mean, they'll see attributes like, oh, I love her breasts or her butt or whatever. But he's not like, oh, she has that little cottage cheese dimple in her right thigh. Mm-mm, unacceptable. He's never going to see that. Yeah, I would take a picture of your butt, of your boobs. <laughs> if like, that's what I wanted to focus on. Yeah. It's the whole person. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. So and thank you for giving me the opportunity to take pictures of her butt and her boobs. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Now. Yeah. He's not thinking. He's not thinking like, oh, her shirt is tucked in too much on that side. I see a little butt. Nope. Well, you know, it's funny. So like, you know this because you've done. Have you done like red carpet reporting and stuff too? I've I mean, done in the past. Yeah. So, but you know, like, like you're a big, tall woman. Mm-hmm. I'm a sturdy woman, yeah. you know, and, and the, all the images we see of these tiny short little nothing yes actresses and they all stand with their legs crossed mm-hmm. you know to, 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 to look even tilt. thinner yep. and they tilt and all that shit and you're doing comedy yeah 
making yourself look like a fucking but you have to human let it go. fart. You know, Carolyn, you <laughs> freestyle rap. You're a white woman who's 40 who freestyle raps. Why do you uh, care about your pose? I don't. But then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, but this, you know. Yeah, get over it. Yeah, I guess I'll try. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's for his phone, it's it's for his. Oh no, no, this color. is a camera, like a like a yeah. A yeah, real... but he's not posting it anywhere. No, but he he goes through and he edits them and he yeah yeah. You should yeah. make for for Christmas. You should make her a big book of Carolyn and all the pictures that you took over this past year. Uh, well, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see now. <laughs> Will just bought tickets. So Adriana's birthday and Will's birthday are two days apart. Mm-hmm. So he bought tickets for all of us to go to Comic Con that weekend. Oh, yeah. So I'll be taking some pictures. That'd be good of these comic book dorks. Who's what's your favorite comic? I I've gone on this quest to find um, number one editions of all black superheroes, mm. and so uh, that has been my new. And I had this. I was the funny thing is like I always had this like uh, comic book dork moment when I used to act like I was too school cool for school when it came to comic books, <laughs> and I went to a comic book convention in Charlotte, North Carolina, in their convention center, and so I'm walking around with these people who are like dressed up as comic book characters and cosplay and all this stuff, and I'm just laughing at them. I'm like, look at this guy, look at this guy, what a dork, you know, mm-hmm. and in the convention center they have this glass atrium that goes across the top of it and i just happened to look up and there was like a group of like like people just pointing and laughing and at that moment i realized to them i am no different than the guy dressed up like <laughs> spider-man and that's when it was like you ate a little bit of humble pie there yeah. buddy because you're a comic book dork and embrace it don't yeah. you're not too cool for it you're at a comic book convention mm-hmm. and you're geeking out over you know a third edition of spider-man even though you're not dressed like him you're just right yeah. there with everyone you're just, else you're just the same yeah you're just so. the same yeah so how do you feel about now knowing that uh she's been writing down every juicy tidbit of your I relationship mean, not everyone I, I, I bet it is it's not i i'm very selective it it is uh it is always it's 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 an adjustment mm-hmm. um even outside of this i I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I keep to myself. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this has been a learning experience. Like, this has been a, like, all right, you know, just, you know, let go some of that, you know. Um, well, I thought it was very beautiful when, you know, he told me early on he made a decision. He was like, okay, let people know you. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice thing to say. Yeah. I also think being, you know, being a comedian, you have to have a little bit of like genuine moments that helps you reveal things. Because we get on stage, we talk about everything anyway. Right. And that's my thing is that, you know, there's me, you know, everyone, we wear these masks Mm -hmm. all the time. So like I I have a regular job. So I have that mask that I put on and I have to play the role, you know, the corporate person. And then you get on stage and, and you, you know, you use the stage as another conduit, but it's still another mask that you wear. And then you have the moments when you're not on stage, you're not at work, and that's who you can, like, relax and be who you really are. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I love those moments because, you know, when you work a job nine to five and then you do comedy. And I've actually taken a, a break 
so to speak, from doing as much comedy as I used to do. I used to do it like almost every night, mm-hmm. whether it be stand up or improv or sketch writing every day of the week, constantly. So like the moments where I was actually like being myself or just kind of like being able to recharge personally mm-hmm. would very, you know, it would be like three hours. Yeah. And that's not enough of a deposit to for change the over. Yeah. The turnover. Yeah. Making. Uh, so like, I just quick pet peeve. I mean, I I can't stand watching comics who have nothing to bring to the table. Yeah, it's like what 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 are you doing jokes about? Like, yeah, live a lot of some people, life. They aren't. Well, that's why everybody says comedy is an old per- not old person, but an older person's game. Because when you come out and you're nineteen, twenty, twenty one, you don't really you haven't lived anything. You don't know what to talk about. You don't have any. But there are even comics in their thirties who yeah. you know they're just doing too much comedy. Mm-hmm. And so th- their comedy is very insular and they're not bringing any like real world experience yeah. to the stage because they're not taking any time to actually live. Because it's all in their head. Well, a lot of it becomes a situation where they're, they're, the life imitate, imitates art situation where they're putting themselves in situations so mm-hmm. that they have those stories that are not yes. as genuine. So mm-hmm. like everyone talks about dating so they're like, I just go on Tinder dates for material. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. I go to Walmart for material. Mm-hmm. Or like, I do things for material, whereas... Walmart has a great selection of material, if you like to yeah. sew. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you go check it out. It's uh, on sale. They got everyday low, low prices. Yeah. Whereas like some people, that's, that's their li- uh, like that's their life yeah. you know what I mean like it was like alright you know growing up go to Walmart and you got all you were riding the town and get your Walmart on and you it wasn't funny it wasn't a, it wasn't bits it was just yeah. this were people's lives this was your life you were just you know as a comedian you observe That's and you life. process mm-hmm. what you're seeing at a different rate than someone who's not a comedian that's, yeah. that's what separates that's why people's like oh I could never do that I'm like, well, I mean, you see the same thing I just saw. It's just I saw what was funny about it, mm-hmm. and you just saw it as life. Yeah. And so that's... Or you didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That baby falling, that's a horrible thing. And yeah. I'm like, nah, <laughs> no, it's not. No, give it time. Nah, nah, give it time. <laughs> Let it wash over you. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's where a lot of a lot of comics go wrong and where you hear a lot of the same jokes and you start mm-hmm. seeing the same routines is that... They're mimicking what they what they've heard has been successful by people who've mm-hmm. actually lived it. So, you know, that's the if that's the blueprint, then I'm going to follow the blueprint and and come up with the crazy dating stories. Like I'm going to show up on a date wearing a cape and see what happens. Yeah. And it's like no one does that except for the one person where it actually happened genuinely, and that's a much more funny story than yeah. someone who set out to do it. So, how has your relationship impacted your comedy? Yeah, he just smiled. Um, well, yeah, it was nice to start writing jokes about what it means to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that felt very invigorating because I was getting tired of hearing myself talk about failure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's interesting to think about. I, well, I've for many, many years now, especially because I've been going through this lengthy healing process and therapy and stuff. By the way, one of <laughs> your jokes always comes to me. I don't even know if this was a joke or just a throwaway line, but like to just remember, I think we were at over the eight. We mm-hmm. were on a show together and you kept saying like, just wait, just wait till you get in therapy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was talking to like young kids in the audience, yeah, right? And yeah. they were like, I was like, you think you think your life is great? Give it time. Yeah. Give it yeah. time. And um, so I went to therapy for six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result of what? Was it a combination of things? Like, what was the catalyst that? Just my childhood was mm-hmm. a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I ended up in some relationships as an adult that mirrored that sort of yeah. thing and just needed to like figure out how to be loved <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. how to allow yourself to be how to how to seek love yeah like positive love yeah because po- people find love in different in dysfunction yeah they associate dysfunction with love yeah for sure so, so how to find positive love and to give love back yeah yeah and so um it's like even before i started going to therapy i remember i used to do this gig once in a while at the spaghetti warehouse in philadelphia mm. okay and I would go down and the woman who ran it, oh my God, I, I don't know. Her name's like something like Trixie. I mean, you know, yeah. and she would wear opera gloves. I mean, it, just just I, exactly I what can. you think, you know? And she was like, you know, don't lose too much weight or you won't be funny. Mm. You know, and it, so it's amazing how people fear that losing their dysfunction and losing the things that hold them back from happiness yeah. will ruin their funny you know Mm -hmm. and that's something i've had to consciously just tell myself over and over throughout this journey as a comic who wants to like be well as a person like you will never find ways to stop you never you will never stop finding ways to be funny Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean you are funny yeah so like what does it mean to be funny and be happy what does it mean to spread positivity as a comedian? Yeah. You know? And so that's part of this relationship thing. Sharing it with people is, is part of that, you know, like I want to be an antidote to what's going on in the world mm-hmm. right now. Yes. You know, and, and Rebecca Trent who runs the Creek was like, guys, you're not all political comics. No, stop. Please. Stop. You know? And I was like, I haven't touched this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I'm, I'm just trying to, but that's my way of being political. Yeah. You know, is trying. I mean, to, you are you are a political person. I am, like yeah. you're wearing an all all Black Lives Matter bracelet. Yeah. Well, Will has jokes about that now. So, th- your half of this is. Well, it's a uh, it's a uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's actually twofold. You mentioned you touched on a little bit earlier about like the like when she was like I'm booking shows for him. That was one of the things that I was just like, I don't. I'm not in this for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't want, and I'm very conscious of making sure that that line is very thick. Yeah. Like you, you, that is a distinct line. So like she will like, I, I booked you a show and I'm like, great, but you don't have to, like mm-hmm. that's not your job or your role period. Right. So, so that's one side of it for me. The other side is that, uh, you know, it's, she, when I met her, I was doing a lot of single jokes and stuff, and she was like, "You're gonna have to cut that shit out." And so, <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. Why? Because you didn't want women in the audience thinking that he was single and coming up to him after the no, show. No, the the real reason is is because I was like, "It's not ringing true, and you're not as funny as you can be." Got it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> All jokes aside, I thought it was hilarious. But, but she was like, "You're gonna have to cut that shit out," and so, you know being in the relationship with another comic who you know can give me the feedback that i 
that I've always wanted because that's that's the other thing about like hanging out with comics. Like you you have to surround yourself with people if you if you're gonna hang out with comics, you're gonna have to surround yourself with comics who are better than you so that you keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to challenge you and force right. you to, you know, dig and that, and that goes with anything in life. You know, like you want to be with someone who who doesn't allow you to stay at status quo. Mm-hmm. That goes with relationships and everything like you, you have to be with someone who you want to be better with. Right. You know, yeah. it's like you always want to keep striving forward. So, you know, it was, you know, a lot of comics hang out with people who are not not great comics and then they were like well this is my comedy partner and i'm like well you know you're you're actually not really progressing forward mm-hmm. you're actually kind of this thing stagnant because you and that person haven't you know either developed well enough or you just it's just not working you should always be trying to hang out with people who are like either a step or two above mm-hmm. you so that you can learn and get better that's your driving force so i think that she is an extraordinary talent like it's you know it's like i just i just think that she's an amazing even if we weren't you know even if we hadn't seen each other naked like i would think <laughs> yeah like she was an amazing talent and and so like i take to to i heed her words when it comes to like things about my my stand-up and stuff and so you know when she did that she said like you gotta cut that shit out we're, we're in a relationship <laughs> talk about that uh not specifically telling me to talk about that but specifically telling me to talk about that <laughs> um it was it was it was twofold because it number one it challenged me to like oh i need to write more material i need to do you know i need to be more in tune with my, my whatever it is i'm doing and the other part was that like i said before to circle back i'm a bit of a hermit mm-hmm. and, I, and i have these you know distinct lines in my life you know this is my work me this is my stage me mm-hmm. this is my personal me and that bleeding over a personal me and stage me has been an adjustment because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so this has been more of a, you know, personal growth type situation. Like, you know, maybe not being so much of a hermit crab. Yeah. You know, I call myself a brown recluse spider. That's me. <laughs> um and so so like, you know, opening up a little bit more to to people who are drunk in a bar. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's that has been the biggest like comedic adjustment for me. Yeah, but the best thing is that they're not going to remember any of the shit you said anyway. <laughs> well, you know, when I was doing my single stuff right before, this lady came up to me afterwards after the show. She's like, I really hope that you, she was in it. She's like, I really hope that you find someone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to remember you. And I hope I will say prayers. My whole family, we're all here. <laughs> that happened to me too, actually. Right before I met Will, mm-hmm. this Venezuelan woman came to my show at the pit, and I told a story about a Tinder or Bumble relationship that had just, you know, not really gotten off the ground. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I'll be thinking of you." <laughs> <laughs> you know, these old ladies who come out, man. Oh they yeah, got, they, they got nothing but prayer time. Nothing. And oh, I, I came off the stage one time after the show, and I'm in the lobby, and the woman like she like takes the back of her hand and like graces oh. my cheek and she says you are beautiful you're gonna find someone and you i was like beautiful. oh thanks now uh, not to flip the switch and become the host for a minute but you you said you've given up what's happening with oh you? no i don't you know what it is i don't give up i haven't given up but i have been um very detached from romance well do you want to move into romance again um yes 
But I think I'm so conscious about where I'm going to be career wise and not making space for both. Well, and hoping that whoever I'm with will understand because the last relationship I was in many, many years ago, um, I was coming into comedy and the person was very stagnant and it got to the point where I kept like tugging to get them to move with me and Mm -hmm. not necessarily in comedy at all. He was just in life, but in life. Yeah. And it was so much resistance. And so now my thing is like, whoever I welcome into that space has to be super welcoming and understanding and supportive and understand that, Hey, I have to go on a road for two weeks and it not be a thing, you know? All right. Well, maybe we should end on this because I think this is perfect and and it touches on all of us. So, I was, you know, out there trying so hard for so long to find somebody. Will had just given up before we met. Um, And my friend Marie Faustin, you know Marie. Mm -hmm. So she has this radio show on WBII and I had done it with her and then we were walking out. We walked all the way from over there downtown Brooklyn to Union Hall and we're chatting along the way and she's asking me, you know, I said, oh, I think this guy's cute. And she was like, oh, well, and she goes, well, who do you? what's your type? And I was like, I don't know. Like I don't have a type. I'll date anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I've been dated every different type of person you can imagine. And she was like, okay, okay. But if you really want, you know, if you really had to narrow it down, who do you see yourself with? Mm-hmm. Which is a different question and help me articulate the answer. And so I said, well, you know, truth be told, I probably see myself with just like a nice, kind, funny black guy from the South. Mm. What? <laughs> it was like, and then like th- two, three weeks later, not even two weeks later, mm-hmm. I met Will. And mm. that's like exactly who he is. You spoke it out there. Yeah. Yeah, and what would you say? And I'm looking for a nice single. I'm white looking mother. for a very agitated white woman. <laughs> Middle of New York. Yeah. Uh, Forty with a cat. With a uh, with two cats. Two cats. One who pees one. all the time, so we had to get rid of him. Oh, okay. I'll... I made so much drama. No, this is the good one. He got to stay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was my. You know, it'll never happen. And I was like, yeah. just keep layering it on stuff. And then it happened. And uh, so, yeah. No, but I don't think you had a vision of me, but you said the second that I hugged you, you were like, I felt like I knew you forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I mean, that's, that's those rare moments when like, you know, the universe syncs up, like all those parallel worlds just all line up at one moment. Our lives have been so parallel. Mm. It's insane. I think we're soulmates and you don't have to agree. Okay. Don't put uh, the pressure on. Don't put. This is not an "I love you" moment. <laughs> she said it. She can stand she alone said, in it. She said it. I, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not one on the whole like soulmate, but I do believe that like you're. I guess this is describing a soulmate, but I think you're built for a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're constructed in a way that that puzzle piece fits another puzzle piece type yeah. situation, and so life experiences and whatnot. Because like you said, like you know. Well, no, like you said, like, you know, someone who would understand if you're going to be away Mm -hmm. for two weeks as a comedian, blah, 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 blah. And like we get that even if even if we weren't even if because she's more of the comedian than I am. I've done stand up and and whatnot, but like this is her life. So I get it. I Mm -hmm. understand. I've had my both feet in that world. And so I get it. So it's, it's a lot easier for me 
to like be supportive because I know what she's going mm-hmm. through and all that stuff. And I feel, you know, they always say like, you know, with the jobs, it's like your your previous job prepares you for your next. Yeah, exactly. The same thing was with, with relationships, like you, all of those relationships, whether it be romantic or just in life, you know, prepare you for the next relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is a situation where I feel so, like, my relationships, both romantically and in life, have prepared me to be whatever it is that she needs me to be in her life. Mm. So. So, real quickly, we end the show always the same way. I will ask both of you, Carolyn, Will, what makes you a social misfit? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, everything I say online. Um <laughs> But in life, what makes me yes. a social misfit? Oh my god, I'm so loud and like, uh, like we would when we went out to breakfast, and my daughter just came out of her bedroom <laughs> to say weird. Um, <laughs> I sing to music when it's on in a restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. I can. She sings songs that she doesn't know the words to. Makes up words. <laughs> yeah. Which is- better than me because i just make up a whole nother song yeah so like i'll just like if i see something i'm like that is now a song or if i'm doing yeah. something i'm walking down the stairs to get my mail you know like that's <laughs> that's me on a daily yeah you know that's not even like when no one's around i'm singing the song like i go up and I'm like my cat's looking at me and i don't know why oh my god he has a whole fantasy life with his cat about how the first night i came to his house and he was like i asked albie to do the dishes i didn't know albie was the cat yeah that makes you a social misfit for sure yeah exactly so but that's, that's also a hermit's life it's you're like your cat is your wilson yeah volleyball from yeah, uh, I come Castaway. home I'm come home and I'm just like so tell me about your day and heal me out and I'm like for real are you serious <laughs> I can't believe that let me tell you my version of that uh so yeah that's I'm a social misfit not necessarily online just in real life uh that is me so two misfits together yeah sitting in a love seat oh Thank you guys for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's and where nice. can people follow you on social media? Um, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> That's my daughter. Um, Twitter is at M-I-S-S-C-K-C, Miss C-K-C, which is my freestyle name. I'm I'm pretty close to retiring, by the way. No, you have to drop an EP. <laughs> you have to record I need to do my comeback there's tour. So, first, there's so many comedians who also do music production. You just got to... Put yeah, it out there. Put Actually, it out there. Emma Willman has been wanting to do a track with me forever. Do it. I think that would be hilarious. All right, maybe and I friends. Will. Yeah. The final tour. And um, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Carolyn Castilia. Um, unless, you know, y- you want to get into my real private account, but y- you got to find a way to get connected to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't tell everybody about that one. And Will, how about you? Uh yeah, I think I have a Twitter account. Um, oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> he's really bad at social media. I well, I do have a Twitter account. It's uh, I think it's Will Span Comedy. Um, that occasionally I'll, I'll post my exploits with uh, my battle with Fat Man with a book bag on a train. <laughs> he's an amorphous person. It's just a concept that that is always what I hear, <laughs> and I'm faced on a subway train. Uh, so we've been doing battles since the since i moved to new york um <laughs> and instagram is it just william will span it's span wj yeah, okay, even my kid knows will That's jesus hilarious it's span wj on instagram where i post 
uh, nothing comedic. It's mostly pictures of like he likes to take pictures of flowers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you want, if you need a picture of flowers, go to my Instagram page, <laughs> and then Facebook is this Williams man. So. Got it. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for fitting me into your busy Sunday schedule. I know you. you have a lot of things to do. Yes, we're running we off started. to the garden to take more pictures of flowers. Ooh, life of a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. It's been another episode of Social Misfit. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.